back then. You want to be ahead of the curve. Let's develop new technology so we can make the movie without the aid of I mean, as much computer graphics. Yeah, even if it's not obviously like a functioning like Iron Man suit. So this particular class is totally made for people who are pissed off about I-1639 and already own a bunch of rifles and want to go or, or want to buy a new one or are interested in whatever, but they aren't okay with the kind of the general idea of 1639. Action. Word. We're out here. Thank you for joining us. This is Salt of the Streets pre-show episode 78. Jesus Christ. That's a wild number. So we're out here. We are talking about Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. And I'm going to start sharing more videos. I shared a video of Mitt Romney earlier this week that we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find these things. You know, I shared that, I think, on my own personal Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also we have our own personal Instagram and Twitter. I am at uh, Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's a big bird off you on both of those things. SaltOfTheStreets.com for all this stuff. We're almost done with everything. We're getting it all scored away. I turned in my my homework uh, yesterday, so you better get on that. Jordan's gonna. My do power was something. out. I swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my um, excuse. Salt of the Streets Instagram. All the all the things. Um, so Christian Bale. Jesus Christ, my fucking phone. So Christian Bale. So I watched a video of celebrities freaking out this week, right? Getting upset about various things. Once again, thank you for joining us. Um, so and preface this. Yes. How did you come across it? Did you I just search out and Google it or I no, I was on YouTube. And so it had to just be one of the things that came up on YouTube. There's no way that I would just search for, you know, celebrities getting upset. I've watched videos of like public freakouts, like people screaming at other people for different reasons you know like road rage and shit like that and people are just fucking screaming like that's a thing people in restaurants like all kinds of stuff so there's hours long compilations of videos that random people have taken of other people freaking the fuck out Mm -hmm. for one reason or another yeah so I've watched a bunch of those videos, and so that's probably how I got in this realm, you know? Uh, but this particular one was celebrities that were upset, and the first one was Christian Bale. And like I said, was I'm pretty sure that he's on the set of Batman Dark Knight Rises, because that's the yeah. one with Tom Hardy in it. And he's screaming at a dude, the lighting guy, for being in the background, and it distracted Christian Bale from... from his acting and the lighting guy is trying to justify he's like i was just trying to make sure that the lighting was right like i'm not trying to fuck with you i'm trying to and so christian bell screaming about how he's unprofessional and like you know what the fuck do you think you're doing and you know think for one fucking second and so i told you that i listened to that and i was like oh yeah. shit kid could have used this in a song and so then i listened to that song and it's a fucking great song that whole album um I don't remember what it's called, but I can, uh, anyway, it's, it's one of my favorite albums. And for a long time, I didn't have, it's called Indicud. That's what it Indicud. is. Um, for a long time, I didn't have, you know, like an aux cord or anything in my car. So I had CDs for a long time. Just oh, older yeah. Cars. And that was one of the CDs that I always had in my car was Indicud. Um, that came out in 2013. So that was the year that I graduated high school. So. That was it's the the anthem to the first year that I didn't have to go to school anymore was that <laughs> album because that's, that's that you know year of drinking and shit that you do when you're done with high school was 
Indie Cut on Spotify. Look at that. It's a fucking great album. Absolutely I was trying to fantastic see fantastic album because there was a Kid Cudi album that I completely fell in love with. Oh, this is just some fucking playlist that somebody built together with like five million songs. Boo! <sighs> in my that. dreams, the Cutter anthem. I like that one. Yeah, I like people that do that. Like when they when they're celebrities, or whatever they they like do play on words with their names all the time. Yeah, because everybody knows it's a fake ass name. Like podcast. Your name is oh. not Kid Cudi. Oh, that's just you know or. Or Little Woof Woof or whatever. It's Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg's had like eight names. What do you mean? Who's Little Woof Woof? Uh, Little Bow Wow. Oh. <laughs> then that's actually Snoop Dogg's nephew. Yeah. And that's why he has that name. Yeah. Because there was a while that Snoop Dogg was Snoop Lion when he does his reggae he, stuff, he, right? he, Yeah, yeah. He did that reggae album and he was Snoop Lion. Pretty good. I've I don't think that I ever, I never listened to like the whole album. I've heard mm. songs from that album, but I've never listened to, just sat down, listened to the Snoop Lion album. Um, so do you think this is, I was asking you this before the pre-show regarding Christian Bale, yes. you know, do you think that like, there's no question Christian Bale's a ridiculously good actor. He's mm-hmm. absolutely magnificent in acting. So do you think that there's just a tipping point where like you're so good that anything that inhibits that process is just, like a massive deal like that. Cause I think that's strange for him to freak the fuck out like that. You know, I don't, I'm not an actor, so I don't know. I don't work in Hollywood. I don't mm-hmm. work on movie sets. I don't know exactly how big of a deal it is that that dude who I sounds like it was his job to be doing the lighting was checking to make sure the lighting was good and it distracted Christian Bale. I don't know if that's necessarily worth being upset about and i don't know about yeah. this upset because it certainly doesn't seem something that's worth getting this upset about yeah, but I, re- I remember this was a big deal when it came out yeah a couple years yeah. ago maybe or something like that i don't know my sense of time is hell skewed but um i i will just say this at the time i'm pretty sure you know christian bale is an amazing actor right and he, we've seen him at how many hundreds of pounds for Vice 2012, so all the way down ago. to like he was like a fucking toothpick in that movie, The, the Machinist. The Machinist, God, that's a good movie. And I mean, the dude, he was ripped as shit for Batman, right? Yeah, totally yeah. ripped. You tell me he was not like starving himself and constantly hungry and probably shit. not sleeping real well and just fucked up mentally just to be able to be in this impeccable shape to fit this role. I have a feeling. And, and on top of that, he's His just mental one of those state dudes. Wasn't. <laughs> yeah. He's just one of those dudes, too. He's one of the actors that really what goes they call, in Do they deep. call that a character actor? Yeah. Is that what they call Yeah, him? they're a character actor or a method actor. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is, a method actor. And, like, they can get real deep into it, dude. And you, you occupy Batman's headspace for so long, and all of a sudden, there's some fucking peon in the back while you're trying to do whatever it is while that you do. Bruce Wayne. Immerse yourself in this little tiny little bubble of a world that's probably half of it's cgi and it's already gonna be hard enough to do what you're doing i can get it you know quiet on the set everybody quit fucking moving actors are working done okay hey the lighting was fucked up on the take let's take it again okay i don't know who knows i don't i'm not gonna pretend like that's a very professional way to act when you're Especially surrounded in a heavily unionized environment like that. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just saying as a human, I could probably understand that. Yeah. You know, I get pissed off all the time for people that do stupid little shit. So, I have um, a personal beef with 
how much CGI is used in because you were just talking about like half a movie yeah. CGI. Like it was especially when we were watching Avengers Endgame. Fantastic movie, right? Awesome fucking movie, Avengers yes. Endgame. But I was super I just wasn't pleased with how much of it is CGI. And it's I like understand CGI, especially right? when you're doing like the big war scene in the end and stuff, like that has to be CGI to be able to put you know, 20,000 people all in one area fucking murdering each other. Like, that has to be CGI, do you know? Yeah. But just so much of the interactions and, like, build a fucking dope Iron Man suit that Tony Stark has to walk around in because he's fucking Iron Man. Like, make Robert Downey Jr. be ripped as shit because he's Iron Man and he's got to be in this fucking iron suit all the time, you know? Let's do this. Some, I want to see some innovation yeah. as far as like making these movies. I so just don't. instead of technology following after movies, like in the case of like uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, sitting around playing on iPads and shit, and yeah. all this technology we see like today. Back then, you want to be ahead of the curve. Let's develop new technology so we can make the movie without the aid of I mean, as much computer graphics. Yeah, even if it's not obviously like a functioning like mm-hmm. Iron Man suit, but just one that. No, is I'm going. I want a fully functional Iron Man suit. <laughs> That's what I want. By some type of you know robotronics that uh, <laughs> that allows you to move in a large metal suit, even if it, it doesn't have to be iron, you know, aluminum and shit. Like that's just a name. Mm-hmm. No one will know looking at it like that's not fucking you know iron whatever alloy that this is supposed to be oh yeah some Some, i just uh, well after a while they make it out of vibranium or something don't they um it's those uh it's probably better the neuro fucking you know the gel moving whatever yeah i'm gonna have to rewatch all of that again it's called something i don't yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because I mean, they explain exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. in one of the movies, I exactly. Just, there's so many of them; yeah. hard to keep track of. Um, I would like to say that you're. I can't remember the the word you just used. Ro- ro- Robotronics. Robotronics. Yes. This is my new favorite word. Uh, yeah. And if it's not real, we're making it real today because robotronics yours. is so much better than robotics it's all yours <laughs> speaking of robotronics uh dave mr zakowski earlier this week i went to go to the bathroom so i walked past dave's table and he's got this fucking thing on his head and it looked like it was uh it almost looked like it was hearing aids but attached in the back because mm-hmm. they weren't in his ear you know they're just like it's like dave what is on your fucking head yeah. and their headphones that are i should have fucking wrote it down when i told them i was going to but their headphones that don't go in your ear they go on the front of your ear like this interesting and the sound vibrate vibrates through the bones in your ear and that's how you hear it and so you can still hear everything that's going on around you but you also hear whatever the fuck is playing on these headphones and it was really cool like i understand it but it also was really difficult I can see, especially if you're listening to a podcast, it would be exceedingly difficult to differentiate the voices yeah. on the podcast between the voices you're hearing around It'd you. It'd be like at the old sitch, like me and you'd be talking, we'd have our headphones in, you could hear fucking exactly. the Shea man in back like he's right there, and I'd be listening to the Trace Bowls exactly. or something like that. Exactly. That's, see, I could, like a time and a place, I could see that. Listening For me, to like music, in the yeah. office- it would be great because even if you have just one regular headphone in, you still have that muffled kind of like mm-hmm. semi-broken speech from outside. Yeah. 
So I could see time and a place. And I was there. I, I put them on and I was listening to whatever music Dave had on. And I was able to have a clear conversation with Dave while I had these things on. So, yeah, and so. that's what he said is that he fucked with them because he liked to hear what was going on around him. When we fucking ask him for help so much. Oh, yeah. He's like, I need to hear, you know, what's going on. And, and so, he, and you yeah. know how it is. How annoying is it when somebody comes over to you like 30 times a day and you got to like, let me pause this thing. As what balls. dumb question yeah. can I ask now? I'm running out of patience. That's another reason the Hell's Kitchen is good because I can just take my <laughs> headphones out and I don't care about like missing, you know, like an yeah. interaction between people. So this is that's we're tracking this all the way from like its origin. You started with Br- Great British Baking Show or whatever that was. Great yeah. British Baking yeah, Show. Yeah. And then that turns you into Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. and where you essentially a celebrity that's just yelling at people all the time. To now you're looking just up celebrity freakout videos. That's we are following the origins of this. This is where I'm at. You know? I guess I'll accept it. Patient Zero was the the British baking show, <laughs> but no one's yelling on that show. You know? No, everyone's happy. the The weird thing about the British baking show. I just want to thank everyone again for for joining us. <laughs> um, the weird thing about the British baking show is. How nice everyone is. Is it at all and, proper and pinky out? Or? Well, that and like, well, people, you know, they'll swear and stuff every once in a while. They're not like yelling cunt and stuff all the time because that's like, you know, that's, that's, that's just not level. how that show is. <laughs> but I'm sorry, mom, for listening to this. She, she really doesn't like that word. Um, but when one person finishes with, you know, like a couple minutes to spare, they'll totally help other people finish their their cakes or their whatever the fucks kind in america we would never that. do that we would be like have fun bitch like i'm already done we would be bragging about having been done and how this person either that or there would be a rule like you are not allowed to help the other cont- contestants you have to yeah. only do your own project soul but, meritocracy there's yeah, no way fucking, you're helping anybody get they're out. helping they're letting them go five ten seconds after they've said all right everyone stop motherfuckers are still putting shit on the plate and they're like okay and then like, okay, no, 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 you have to stop now. After just, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? If you did that in America, you would be disqualified from the competition. They'd oh, like, dude. You can't follow the rules. Get the fuck out. The only way I could see that not being the case is if only one contestant in like the first round finished. They're like, well, shit, we don't have a TV show <laughs> yeah. unless we let you slow pokes finish. Yeah. It was, it's very interesting, that show. It, well, knowing what I know from... The I I knew a guy that was on Chopped, right? And then I he came. We, I remember we watched the fucking premiere and stuff like that. And watched him just totally eat shit and made fun of him like it was nobody's business, and he it didn't was do great. Good. Uh, no, he was a first rounder out, That's and we awesome. made fun of him because he didn't even know what one of the ingredients was. Uh oh. Yeah, but what it was, was the fun. Ingredient he didn't know. Do you remember? Uh, it's a it's kind of a weird kind of pasta type thing that is made from fermented grain. So it, it's it's kind of like the kombucha of pasta. You know, it's got a little some probiotic elements to it. It's not terrible for you. Yeah. But he was just like, I don't fucking know what this is. Whatever. Let's just grab it and roll. It's like, me- dude, you can't let the judges know you don't know what you're talking about right now. Just fake it through. Right. But right. It was that made for a really fun night. But yeah, he was telling me like, there's, it's highly produced. So the end product that you're watching is almost nothing 
It doesn't feel anything like what it's feeling like when they're there. I read an article about that, like one of the judges did that was like, oh, things that everyone should know about shop. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the food that we eat is cold as shit because yeah. <laughs> it sits out and then we don't eat it for like an hour after, you know, you set up the new shot and everything and all the stuff and like oh, everyone's yeah. making four dishes. And I remember reading weird stuff about so that. Why show. do you think when but. all them judges take their tests and stuff like that, they take like maybe one or two bites max? They're really not eating much no and they're just like "Ah, hmm." yeah let me so let's switch to a slightly more serious topic right Mm -hmm. so since you and i have last seen each other i have ridden i believe i've written two different letters to all three of our local congressmen right the senator and the two representatives and then i've also written a letter to Derek kilmer um and the the website that you can use i recommend this to everybody is leg right legal dot dot gov and then you can find your local representatives your local senators and there's little forms where you can you can just type in your address and it'll show you who your representatives are, who your Senator is. And then you can just write them an email right from that page. And so that's what I used and it, Super frustrating, and that's part of what this is about, right, is this is the only way to contact them through their emails through this website, and when you're doing that, it has a thousand character limit on the message that you can send to your local representative, and then you can... Might as well be Twitter. (laughs) A thousand characters? Yeah, yeah. so then you can... You can put on there that you want to CC the other congressman, um, and then you want a response, and so it's been... Over a week now since I've written both of those letters and have not received so much as a stock email in response from any of our three local congressmen and not so much as a res- uh, stock letter in response from Derek Kilmer. And, and I so just for – oh, wow. And actually those those lines are very strange on the state legislature. I'm looking at the map from that, uh, that uh, legal Washington website that you just said. Yes. Um, Oh, like the lines of the districts? Yeah. So, somehow or other, Bainbridge Island is included. And then, essentially, it's everything in... Oh, God. Bremerton has chopped up something funky. But East Bremerton, as we think of it, before the Manette Bridge, everything yeah. north of Manette Bridge is yeah. in it. And then it stops... Of course, it stops on the section line at Newberry Hill. Um, so, on Newberry Hill, right there on Highway 3, kind of go east and then just straight north... Um, so it's most of CK and North Kitsap, yeah. essentially. And our three legislation members, Senators, Christine Rolfs. Yeah. And then uh, the representatives are Sherry Appleton yep. and Drew Hansen. Boom. So I. All three Democrats. Also, Drew Hansen is the only one of these three that has a Twitter. So he's the only one that is easily accessible through. Uh, social media, right? Mm-hmm. And I've tweeted him, I think, four days in a row and have not received so much as a like a uh, fucking anything, right? So we see how much they're monitoring their Twitter. Um, so I wrote them in regards to local gun legislation that just went out of committee, right? Mm-hmm. And so now it's there to be able to be all put on the floor for debate, right? And the first one is regarding um, the high capacity magazines. Yep. Another one is regarding the increased training required for the concealed pistol licenses. And another one that I wrote was in regards to making it an extra crime. I believe making it a felony to use a stolen gun in a crime. 
right? Yes. And so that one I obviously wrote in favor of, absolutely. And I told them not only, right, I, this one I wrote to Christine Rolfs, to the senator, and I said, not only is this a good bill on its face that it should be extra illegal to steal a gun and then use it to rob someone, right? Should be yeah. extra illegal, right? Not only is that a good idea, but this patches a huge talking point that you guys had against 1639, that if someone steals my gun and uses it in a crime, I'm going to go to prison. Yeah. That was a huge fucking, whether it's true or not, so many people use that as a deterrent for people to vote for in favor of I-1639, and they're still using it to try and get it repealed, right? And so I told her, I was like, you should, you should pass this not only because it's a good bill on its face, but also it plays so fucking well for your party. If you pass this bill, close up that loophole, and then yeah. you're like, here we are. I was like, that's Don't a talking point. It. Yep. That is a, a perfect talking, talking point. point. And it's a GOP bill. So it's a bipartisan effort that you're doing if you take this up and fucking pass it. Pass the motherfucker. Not so much as a stock email in response. The other two, I made as good of an argument as I could for why it makes zero logical sense for me as a regular law-abiding citizen who has done my duty to get a concealed pistol license, to get a pistol, to be trained, to be ready, to carry it on my body, that I should be less equipped with 10 rounds or less in a magazine, and I should be limited to that, than someone who is likely to rob me, who's likely to have more than 10 rounds in a magazine because they're already a fucking criminal, yeah. right? If that's what we're talking about, all these, that's, you're, you're more likely to not be abiding by this 10-round magazine law if you're already willing to try and rob me with a gun. Yeah. You're likely to have one because you can buy this bill that's been put out. You just can't carry it with you. You can still use it at a range. You can still own it. You know, you just mm-hmm. can't use it. You're not supposed to take it with you. You can't fucking whatever, but you can still use it for recreational shooting. So I can still own one. So even if you're owning it legally, right, if you're then choosing to go out and commit a crime by robbing someone with a gun, you're likely to use a gun and a magazine that's larger than 10 rounds to ensure that you can get the job done. But if I want to be law-abiding, if I want to continue to carry my gun legally in this state, I have to be less equipped than someone who's likely to rob me. Why the fuck does that make any logical sense? Like, seriously, that's why does that make any logical sense? And you want another logical fallacy here is looking at some of the committees that these people are on. Um, so the Senator Rolfs, She's the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee for the state in the Senate, um, agriculture, water, natural resources, and parks. So she doesn't really have any particular specialties there. Sherry Appleton, on the other hand, the representative, um, she's the second vice chair of the Public Safety Committee. Yeah. So you think that would be directly something she'd be tied to. And I CC'd all of them on this. They all got all of these emails. And Drew Hansen, the representative, he's on the Civil Rights and Judiciary Committee. So I feel like every single one of these committees has some kind of legitimate. There's some relevance to this. Yeah. And so then when, when I wrote them about the concealed pistol license training, right? I don't know how I feel about this. I'm neutral on this as of now, but the only way that I would be even okay with this happening if it's not cost prohibitive. And you and I talked about this, I think, last time we were here, that the only way that I would be okay with it is, I, I honestly, I think the best way to do it, if it's what you're going to do, if it's going to be passed, you should offer free training through the sheriff's department, through the state patrol, through the whoever the fuck Mm -hmm. that I just have to show up on a weekend or sign up sometime through the week and then show up on the weekend and I'm going to get the training that I need to be able to pay the $50 to get my concealed pistol license. If you're going to... There's no hindrance in your rights. nothing other than the $50 that's already there. If you're going to charge me $200 to take a fucking class to then go and get my $50 concealed pistol license, you got me fucked up. There's no way that I'm okay with that. Absolutely not. 
But we talked about when I got my concealed pistol license, I thought it was weird that I could just go and get one and then go and buy a gun and no one had anything to say about it. Yeah. Do I think that, that it should be different? I don't know that I can agree with that because the the core America part of me is like if if I've not broken any laws, there should be absolutely no barriers to me getting a firearm at all. Right. I'm fine with the 10 days, the waiting period, the whatever to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm not just pissed off and I'm going to go and blast someone, right? Because I have a thousand dollars and I could buy a pistol. Right. Yeah. I'm, a, I understand, I'm understanding of that. But as far as like legal barriers, there should be nothing to stop me from buying a gun if I have not broken any laws or done anything to hinder me from doing so. Amen. So I think that it's, I got a hard time with any justification for any more money that I already have to. Yeah. spend than the money that's that I'm going to go and buy one. You know, that's why they make pistols that are $150. So that even if you only have a little bit of money, you can still choose how you want to defend yourself. So why would we add, why would we add any more cost to that? To the way that I want to choose to defend myself because it's no I need to pay the state more money. That doesn't make any fucking sense, no. you know? That's that's why I thought that it was great that I found that free fucking training for 1639, you know? That that's the way that it should be done. And if even if it's just a loophole in the law that you fucked up and that's why it can be for free, doesn't matter because now I don't have to pay $200 or however much mm-hmm. it costs to take a 1639 class to be able to go and buy a rifle. You know, all I have to do is take five minutes to read the shit that I already fucking knew as a responsible gun owner. Mm -hmm. So now I can go and buy a rifle. You think five minutes of training is enough? I don't know. You already have that advantage, right? The way that it's laid out in 1639 that you need to know guns, proper gun storage and gun safety. If you're a responsible gun owner, you know those things already. The things that Mm -hmm. were laid out in this training as far as store your gun in a place where people who might use it in an irresponsible way don't get to it. Okay. Teach your kids about gun safety so they're aware of what a gun is used for, so they're aware of what it does, so they're not irresponsible with it if they are to come upon it in your home. Check. And then there's Trigger safety, you know, don't point at anyone. Make sure it's unloaded. Always mm-hmm. check it. You know, th- things that you're taught by so- if, as long as someone is teaching you about a gun or a responsible person is teaching you about a gun, mm-hmm. things that you would be told the moment that you're handling a gun for the first time anyway. If if you are one of those people who's never held a gun, doesn't know anyone who's held a gun, and you decide to go and buy one and not tell anyone about it and then carry it around, you may or may not know those things because it's not the person at sportsman's job to make sure that you know what you're doing. You know, yeah, and some people it, would argue against and that. It, maybe it should I think be, I'm but there. it's I. You know what I'm saying? It's so, it's not their job to ask. Yeah, do you know what you're doing with the firearm? You know, and yeah. I don't. And if you get the right uppity person who hasn't ever held a firearm before, they're going to be cause a fucking bitch fit while they're there anyway, just because someone <laughs> asked about it. You That's know? true. So, so let's just put it this way: it may be kind of hard to do because even though you you more or less got into the the gun world pretty clean, like with very little to no experience growing up and in and all I had stuff, shotguns right? a handful of times. So just if you were to put your money on somebody who had never handled a gun before, never, never looked into it, never doesn't know any of the basic rules. Do you think that online training course would be sufficient for them to at least know the basics? This particular one, if they paid close attention, then they could get the basics, the very basics of what they're going to get. To safely handle without killing themselves or someone else. And this particular one that I took, right, that I found, and I'm not going to promote it or anything, but Mm -hmm. this particular one that I sent to you and Jake did, and we all did it. And for this particular one, it's 
when you look at the website, it was made almost in spite of the state government that was like, we are literally going to make this with the barest amount of information that we can to spit in your face for having written the law this way to allow us to make this type of trading, right? Because well, you're, you're pointing out the... You know, the in- inconsistency yes. or, uh, you know, and things so, that don't quite meet the threshold they think. You're like, well, this is apparently all you need to know. And, so here exactly. you go. And there's a video in the beginning that says as much that's like, this law was written so poorly that, that we were able to construct this under the supervision of a licensed firearm instructor and you can take this and you'll be good to go. So this particular class is totally made for people who are pissed off about I-1639 and already own a bunch of rifles and want to go or, mm-hmm. or want to buy a new one or are interested in whatever but they aren't okay with the kind of the general idea of 1639 this is the type of thing that you would look for and you would find and i like it it's and like this is how i it's arrived fitting here. for the passive aggressive so, capital of the world right so <laughs> so this is how i arrived here right was finding this that i was like there's got to be a way to do this without paying however much money it is to to learn shit i already know you yeah. know so Mm. So I don't think that this particular class would be the right one for someone to take. But, you know, I think that there are plenty of free classes or days that you can spend with responsible people that you could meet at a gun store, you know, Mm -hmm. that would teach you the things that you need to know to confidently and safely own a firearm, you know. Um, Well, I have more training is never a bad thing. It's never, ever, ever a bad thing. I've never taken a formal gun safety class. The first time I ever held one was with my uncle. So fire chief owned guns for a fucking bajillion years, you know, so that's the first time I ever held one. And then with other people who just like been hunting and stuff after that. So it was very, it was much less formal, Mm -hmm. you know, those other times after that. But that first time was very much a standard, you know, don't point at anyone unless you intend to shoot them and, you know, always assume it's loaded. Even if you just close it and know that it's not, you know, mm-hmm. just assume that it might be. And all of those things, you know, were included in this first experience I had with firearm. So and we're going to talk a hell of a lot more about yeah. gun legislations later in the show today, because we're going to be talking about Virginia, which is something that we meant to hit on last time. We just kind of, Ran out of time. As so my usual. <laughs> right. My point really in saying this is that it, it's easy enough to get in contact with your representatives, whether or not you receive to receive some type of response. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet, and I've been doing my damnedest to be harping on people. Um, and I, when I wrote Derek Kilmer, I told them I was like, I understand that these. I wrote them in regards to these gun bills. You know, this whole slew of them that have been talked about. I told them like, I understand that these are state bills and that you are a federal representative but i also understand there's you know a certain amount of crossover yeah. that happens you all, between you all hang out yeah yeah i know I, I know that you have jay inslee's phone number <laughs> and if there's some type of way that you could indicate to the state government that this is not in the interest of the people because it's not based in logic it's based in emotion yeah. i would really appreciate that because i'm at a point where we can't even pass a fucking initiative on car tabs as a state as a people and have the government actually apply to it you know they're they're trying to fight it the whole way not that we talked about not there isn't some legitimate reason behind it you know x amount of dollars that's going to be lost but at the same time the people have decided we have spoken and i'm at a place where we can't even get occasions too we as the people can't even get a 30 dollar fucking car tab and now we're talking about taking people's guns away I don't necessarily trust the government to be doing this in the safest way possible, you know? So 
I would like some type of hand from someone to fucking do something. And I've written all these goddamn letters and I can't get, like I said, even an email that says, we have received your email and we'll, we'll get back to you. You know, mm-hmm. not even one fucking thing. Why? Because I'm telling you that I don't approve of this bill that you're trying to pass because I don't approve of this gun legislation. Is that why I'm not getting, and I'm not trying to throw a conspiracy theory. What, what the fuck else am I supposed to think? Mm-hmm. You know? What else am I supposed to think? I wrote before about emoluments and the subsection was about these, these large capacity magazines. Yeah. Got a fucking phone call then when I bitched about it enough. And now I can't get a fucking stock email? Why? Because all I have to say is I don't trust my state government? What the fuck is that about? Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm not cool with that. You yep. know? I love Derek Kilmer. I appreciate the things that he said. I appreciate the interactions that we've had, but I don't, you're losing my faith as a representative by not being willing to engage me about something that I'm telling you that I care about. You told me not to worry about it, and now it's fucking happening, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you that I'm scared about it. And you're not fucking saying anything. So let me ask you this question, because I think this this is more indicative of a national problem about representation, if you will. Um, it's the same problem that Jack Dorsey faces on Twitter. Yeah. It's hard to implement any kind of changes on scale, right? Yeah. How do you, as a district representative, considering just, well, just put yourself in the, you're in the shoes of Drew Hansen. Drew Hansen. You have his job. You ran for it. There's an, ind- there's an independent sitting in that seat now. How many people are getting in contact with your office every day? Asking about something. Probably dozens, and, if not hundreds. And 90% of them are probably asinine ridiculousness, right? Yep. How do you, how does any person manage that amount of input? I would. To, <clears throat> to, to be able to even do our representative democracy any justice whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I would imagine it's got to be a hard thing. We just have too many fucking people now. There's and too many people. And I would feel confident um, as Drew Hansen, as Donovan Phillips in Drew Hansen's yeah. spot. Representative you know, in Do- 23, Donovan Yeah, Phillips. in the 23rd District of Washington. I would feel confident justifying to the people who had elected me that I'm, I'm going to hire a person whose job it is to read my emails and to roll with me all fucking day. Mm-hmm. And would they read an email that's not some fucking psycho bullshit to say, hey, this person said this, and they're going to fire those ones to me. The ones that aren't fucking stupid. And they're going to, oh, what do you mean? You're going to have someone who's deciding, you know, who gets to get in contact with you? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to choose a person who I trust immensely and That's knows what my values are. And I'm going to have them dictate these emails to me. And I'm going to spend as much time as possible mm-hmm. fucking firing emails because that's my job. Like, I feel so strongly that these people's job is to be in contact and in touch with the people that they are representing. And if you're not, then you're not doing your fucking job. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, all this fucking time that Derek Kilmer spends with the natives and shit is, is awesome. That's fucking great. They're an, um, an underrepresented community. But that doesn't mean that I should be fucking ignored. And in this, in this area, I don't even know that I can necessarily argue. I'm not even going to get into that. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> put your boots on. My real point is that there is no reason I've not received even a stock email mm-hmm. in response to any of these things that I've said. And as someone whose ear is at least close to the ground when it comes to politics, it's awfully suspicious to me that when I write about a problem I have with the morality of the president and firearms, mm-hmm. I'm able to get a response rather quickly two calls from your office and then one from yourself and 
this is the first time I've written any of these representatives, you know, locally, so I can't say anything for them, but Drew Hansen's got about a fucking G-bar of followers on Twitter, and if I've tweeted at you four days in a row, you're telling me you don't fucking notice? Because if you're the only one of the of the representatives of District 23 that even has a fucking Twitter, chances are people don't fucking know that you have a Twitter. Yeah. So if I'm telling you, if I'm tweeting you four days in a row, I've written you an email, and I haven't received even a stock email in response. You're not even going to send me a fucking stock email just to shut me the fuck up? Mm-hmm. Just to get me to shut the fuck up, you're not going to send a stock email. My Ignore. name is on my Twitter. It's it's all there. So it's not like you can't just search through your email, Donovan Phillips, and find the one that I sent to you, the ones that you've been CC'd on, and just send me a stock email. Because then at least I can say, well, fuck, I got me email. You know? Yep. Drew Hansen Twitter. It Here just we go. doesn't... That's it doesn't make sense Drew to me, you know? And he had tweeted like two days ago. The first time I tweeted him, he had tweeted two days ago. So I know that he is he is tweeting, you know? Follow. I'm officially following Representative Drew Hansen. It just it's it's a problem, dude. It's a real problem. And it frustrates me that Derek Hilmer is just constantly talking about being connected to the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking I'm really trying here, man. And well, he's you're connected. just not giving me nothing. Yeah, he's know, connected like said, to a certain a email. To a certain you know, if you forgive like the the verbiage here, a, a class of people. Yeah. And he only he only communicates on people in a official capacity, like on a pretty upper echelon. Like he deals with your place of business, right? Yeah. So he goes out and he works with the manufacturing industry of his district. He will speak to the tribal entities in always his district. going to businesses, always going to nonprofits, you know. Yeah. But which on a fuck, f- dude. federal level, I mean, I hate to say it, but that doesn't cut it because those those are what are called special interest groups. And that's what it is. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're legitimate special special interest groups or not. They're not special interest groups who hear it always bastardized and demonized in the media because they're always trying to look for favors from from government officials or work with them to try to get legislation passed on their behalf or something. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a malicious endeavor. It just means that as an entity, they're not so much dealing with an individual citizen level. Right. And I can understand that because you would have, as a federal rep, you would kind of, at least I can, I would assume you'd want groups of citizens to come to you with a problem or a concern versus right. individual citizens, right? Because then it automatically shows that there's problem. more than one person that's interested yeah. in this. And, and I get that, but it doesn't, it, it preaches to the problem of operating at scale. Yeah. A representative government at scale in 2020 leaves the individual citizen almost completely at the wayside. Well, especially in this type of community where, you know, we've gone to several town halls for Derek Kilmer. And the, va- the vast majority of things that people want to talk about is the environment. The yep. vast majority of the topics is about the environment. And, uh, and there's a lot about infrastructure and like the infrastructure. And those are totally valid topics, you know. But not for but, Derek Kilmer. But also when people are talking about it so much and there's a handful of people that are telling you, I'm really concerned about this firearms legislation, you're going to talk way the fuck more about the environment. Motherfucker's always talking about the environment. Motherfucker mm-hmm. is constantly talking about the environment. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing this, and this is happening, greenhouse gases, and all the shit. And I appreciate it. But also, this is a fucking concern. Like, this is... 
this state should not be dictated by the politics that happened in Seattle Olympia. Like that's not how this should be done because that's not what the state is, is made up of, Mm -hmm. but that's how it's being decided is there's people fucking this council of people that are deciding things in Olympia that live there. You know, they don't, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand it. And so this, this state can be so easily painted as just a leftist wonderland, as the most progressive politically state, you know, in the country besides maybe California. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are actually genuinely concerned about this, you know, but they've lost so much faith in the government, especially because of fucking stupid things like car tabs, that they'd rather just fucking buy guns and sit up in the woods somewhere and just wait for shit to pop off, you know? That's mm-hmm. fucking, like, how many people do you know without naming names, you know, that are in some form or another preparing to not be supported by the by the United States government, you know, in any form? <laughs> when you put it that way? So what I'm saying. The majority of people that I know. Many of them. <laughs> and I don't think that that's, I don't think that's just in this area, but I think because there's so much woods around here, there's a lot more of that in mm-hmm. this area. And when you have, like we said, so many people that we know that are in favor of things like gay marriage and, you know, pro-choice and whatever the fuck that are general leftist talking points. But they're also, there's like a meme going around of someone holding a sign that's like, I want gay people to be able to protect their weed farms with guns. You know, that's a very good characterization of, I think, the politics generally of Washington state, you know, yeah. that there are a lot of things like that, that we are very, very progressive and very liberal and very open about. There's a lot of shit that we still hold very true, you know. Firearms is one of those things, but because of there's so much of this fucking leftist policy, like I said there's people that just don't fucking care. They would just mm-hmm. rather I'm just gonna wait because the government doesn't give a fuck what I think anyway. Because even when I vote for car tabs, I still gotta pay ninety dollars when I show up at the DUL. D D O L D O L D D U L D U I when I gotta show up for my DUI, um, and it just. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to not even be able to get in contact with fucking Drew Hansen, you know, who hopefully lives in Kitsap County, but may or may not actually live in Kitsap County, you know. He has an adorable dog, by the way. So, I just... (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking at his Answer my fucking email, Drew Hansen. Sherry Appleton. Christine Rolfs. Just answer the fucking email. With 1,400 followers. What I'm saying, 1,400 followers... Yeah. Come the fuck on. You're not noticing when I'm tweeting at you four days in a row. But the fuck out of here. When was the last got, time you tweeted? <laughs> February 5th, he uh, put up a <laughs> Talladega Nights tweet. Three days ago. Uh, so I've written him this today would be the fifth day, and I haven't tweeted any of yet today. And he retweeted somebody on the 6th, which was Thursday. I've tweeted him good all news. of these days. To distract from the table, Washington State's hashtag clean slate legislation automatically... To automate the clearing of criminal records just passed out of committee. Kudos at Rep. Henson, who supported that legislation. Doesn't want to talk about the fact that he voted for all these other gun bills to come out of le- come out of committee. Doesn't want to fucking retweet those things. So what it sounds to me like is we have a politician who is interested in playing the politics game and being involved uh, at the Capitol, and that's And I voted for this motherfucker it. because I didn't know what I was doing. Because last time shit came around, and it was just, you know, I really only knew when we kind of first started this thing in 2016, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know. You know, I'm just firing off whatever I think should be done. I, mo- I voted for this motherfucker, and I can't get a goddamn email from him. And it's frustrating. It's irritating. It is. It is. He's been on Twitter since 2011. Where's my, where's my tweet, bitch? Shh. 
Where's my tweet? I'm gonna I'm gonna help you get on that. Hey, maybe one day me and you can hold those two seats. There you go. I'll be the re- Republican. You could be the Democrat. There you go. There we go. Hey, do you we'll know I can't? There. You know I can't win the Democrat. <laughs> We've talked about this. That would never work. Oh, uh, I don't know. When you think about the moment the Dave Rubin words begrudgingly pro-choice come out of my mouth, I'm losing uh, all Democrats. That's true. There's no way that anyone's buying that. And I'm not going to lie just to get a fucking Kitsap oh, yeah. County representative seat. Because you cannot be a member of the Democratic Party in any serious capacity unless you believe 100% and toe the party line on abortion on all the issues. They preached about that during the, the debates last night, which At we will the- talk about. In the real show coming up soon. The very least, I'd have to run as an independent. Yeah. I mean, and it's tough. It's a tough call. Yeah. Because how much traction can you get? Because at some point, you do have to play the game in some aspects to even be able to participate in the game. Yeah. It's it's a tough call. I don't know. We got to get out of here. Yeah. This has been a fucking great pre-show. I want to thank everyone one last time for being here. My name is Donovan. This is Colin. I don't think we ever actually said that, but you can find you all this, all the tweets that I've been sending out there at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's a big bird off you on both those things. Salt of the Streets on Instagram. Salt of the Streets on YouTube. Salt of the Streets on Facebook where you're watching us right now. Saltofthestreets.com for everything. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic weekend. Monday for the episode. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>